Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Browns cast uh, recapping the NFL draft. Uh, this is a another uh, podcast part of the uh, Evergreen Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Gilbert. Uh, I'm once again with Taylor Zach. Taylor, how are we doing? Pretty good. Uh, recovering from being in a, a stadium with 90,000 screaming women. <laughs> not not that that's a bad, like, I had right. fun, but yeah. it was very loud. <laughs> I've never been in a stadium with more people. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I've never been to, a, I mean, I've obviously never been to a major college football game, but like, right. that was a lot. Yeah. It was. Um, and if there was ever if there was ever a year to kind of pass on the draft for the Browns, it was this like as a Browns podcaster, I guess it was probably this one because like they didn't pick until what? When, when was their first pick last night? Like what time was, of night? Was I think it? it started at I think it was nine nine o'clock nine thirty something like that. If I can think. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's early in the third round, but it was like nine thirty, I think. Yeah, that's pretty late. Yeah. yeah, like, like you at that point, you've watched what about seventy almost five hours of draft coverage. Yep, yep. without the Browns being even talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. <laughs> We're getting used to it. Uh, started last year, and it's going to happen one more time. Yep. I mean, I'm good with it. Yeah. Uh, I did see. I did see the Browns getting. I'm not. Not going to say rightfully dragged on Twitter for posting their. Yeah. This is our first round pick, and this is our second round pick tweets. <laughs> I, I I give them credit for leaning into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I give them credit. Like I'm glad that they they did both. I think if yes. they had just stopped at Watson, they would have been yeah. a little little that more. <laughs> so yeah it would have been a little bit more uncomfortable but yeah, yeah um, I mean, what would have been funny is if the Jets responded to the video with a picture of this is our second round like, yeah. this is your second round pick too and it's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers <laughs> that's true yeah um, okay so before we hit on uh, each player today uh, this uh, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. For first-time depositors, enter in the code WFNY at checkout. Underdog will match your deposit up to $100. It's a great platform if you're tired of the DFS system. Um, there are tons of game types, drafts every night, and every sport. Um, don't forget to use WFNY at checkout to get your first deposit matched up to $100. That is our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Okay, so as we were talking about, um, the Browns did not uh, have a pick until round three, uh, pick 11 in round three, which was number 74. Um, they went with a, I wouldn't say it was a surprise, but a name that wasn't kind of in the discussion, a lot of people's discussion of it. Um, they went Cedric Tillman, uh, Tennessee wide receiver. 
Um, a lot of people were just talking about uh, his teammate Hyatt, um, and he was kind of the under under talked about guy. Um, but the more I uh, kind of looked into him and watched some of his tape, um, I've been more intrigued by him. Um, he was their better receiver in 2021, and then got hurt last year, and that's how Hyatt kind of got got his. Uh, uh, fame uh, because he got the more touches after that, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I like the uh, it's we kind of talked about before the uh, the draft. Uh, the the receiving core has a really good ver- diver- uh, diversity of skill sets, and uh, Cedric Tillman gives us another thing. Like he's a big guy at six three, um, so he kind of he gives another uh, tool in the in the receiver tool uh, toolkit. So uh, what's your thought on uh, Cedric Tillman with the uh, first pick in the third uh, round? Well, initially, I mean, it seems like the Browns may have been targeting Hyatt because the Giants jumped them to pick him right before them. So it, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. Um, but, you know, it's never a bad thing to have a whole bunch of those guys. I did see some talk on Twitter if it if this makes um, DPJ's role kind of redundant and if they might just kind of let him test the market this this coming off season and let him go if he's going to get paid a bunch of money. I mean, obviously, if he has another great season, I don't know if the Browns are going to be able to afford to keep him mm-hmm. because of the you know how how much money they have locked up and elsewhere in the roster. Um, but you know, he it, it's it's always nice to have that kind of size in your receiver room, receiving room. Now you have you you have what three guys that you can you can put out at any on every given time that are six three and above in the red zone. Four, if you I think they uh, one of their tight the tight end they signed this off season was also mm-hmm. in that area. Yep, like. If you really want to, you can put out a mega jumbo <laughs> <laughs> jump over everyone package, and which is nice because they struggled last year in the red zone. Like they, yeah. it seemed like they kind of, kind of had trouble kind of getting open or um, kind of getting guys open down there. So it would, it's nice kind of getting that size, another kind of target for Watson to make some plays in the red zone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I I really liked it. Um, he, he seems like he seems like he's a he's kind of an upside guy too because going into the year he was thought to be one of the better uh, receivers in the draft, um, but he got hurt and kind of his stock went down a little bit. So um, if he can return to that kind of level, that's a uh, that's a good pickup there. Um, at, yeah, uh, seventy four. Um, yeah, so uh, – and the other thing, I, a lot of the picks we'll kind of go over today is uh, a lot of them were kind of insurance picks <laughs> in, in my eyes. Like um, like Cedric, I think he might be an insurance for DPJ. If he has a big year, um, they might be priced out of his – so Cedric might be the guy that takes over for him. So, um, yeah, I think uh, we'll talk about – other picks later on, but uh, I think this is just one of the picks that are kind of an insurance for uh, guys on a roster. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next one to follow up on Cedric to finish day two, they went with Siaki 
Saki Ika. Um, he's from Baylor. He is a big man, <laughs> uh, 6'2", uh, 358, but I think he uh, he's he has fluctuated through uh, between that and like 330. So um, he is a uh, big man on, on the defensive line, um, and he uh, provides some run-stuffing ability and uh, just more beef on the defensive line because they're not a – Obviously, they signed uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, but like last year, they didn't really have many big, big guys. So it gives them more size down there and uh, another body, another body to put in that rotation to uh, see if they can improve on last year, which is not a high standard. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there, there's a lot of people that they, they could put out there to improve that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like his, uh, I like his, um, ability to kind of be stout in the run game. Um, so they, I, I feel like they're gonna, they, they're gonna have Del, Delvin be that kind of three, three down interior defense lineman and then probably go with a kind of a rotation for the rest of the, uh, the, for the other starters. Um, so I, I could see them putting him in, putting in Maurice Hurst. Uh, maybe Jordan Elliott, who knows? Um, but it kind of puts there's a lot of bodies in now in there now. So um, there's going to be it's going to be a competitive uh, training camp to see who actually makes the roster at that position. Yeah, which who, is a far departure from where we were last year. Right. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe they add more because they did have uh, uh, Woods. I forget his first name um, in pre-draft as a free agent so maybe he maybe they actually sign another one so who knows but uh yeah it was uh it's definitely you can see the plan this offseason is uh add as many bodies new guys in this position just get this uh get the interior going and uh out of the crappy crappiness they've been in for the past uh what three four years that feels <laughs> like putting that, that feels like putting it kindly yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, any any other thoughts on Siaki? Uh, no, I mean I think one of the things because I, I, I was able to listen while I was driving home today to some of the draft coverage that they were running on uh, the Browns app with Zagura and uh, Cherry was that it seemed like, and we're going to get more into this because they drafted more guys like this too, but it seemed like the Browns really valued some size this year they, they they got a whole bunch of guys with a lot of height a lot of weight just big guys where you know last year they tried to run defensive tackles out there that weren't necessarily the biggest guys and uh, like they haven't had a big receiving core in a while they had Njoku and DPJ and now they have another they have one more bo- big body plus their other tight end so you know, having having some size advantage on the field is never a bad thing, particularly on defensive line. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that was day two, um, and then day three. Um, one of the names that kind of stuck out to me that was still on the board was Dewan Jones, and um, he uh, was able to get to the Browns at one eleven, and and they took him. Um, he is a 
<laughs> I think uh, Andrew Berry called him an orca of a man. <laughs> um, he is he is uh, 6'9", 350, I believe, or 370, something ridiculous. But, yeah, a lot, um, a lot of human. Yes, a, a lot of human, yes. Um, the kind of nice thing is uh, at Ohio State, he was, he was very he, – he moved well for a guy that size. Um, they showed uh, basketball highlights of him in, in high school. Um, he, he has better feet than you would think. Um, so there's stuff there. Um, I think he, it sounds like he, uh, dropped a little bit because of his character issues. I guess there's some people are, uh, wondering if he, if he wanted to, if he really loved football and wanted to play, uh, play hard and, uh, there's effort, um, issues there. Um, but Bill Callahan, best, uh, offensive line coach in the league. I'll, I'll, I'll give him anybody. Yeah. <laughs> if you have the skill set, um, I'm going to give him anybody. And uh, if he can't, if he can't make you into a player, then you're probably not going to be a player. So, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about this uh, uh, ad here. Um, it was in the top five of my biggest needs heading into the draft because they pretty much only had three playable tackles on the team. Yeah. And one, and one was very questionable and and two other ones were injury prone yeah so um it's great to add depth there and and it could be a, a future replacement for one of them so uh what's your thoughts on dewan jones um back to the size thing but i saw that they have those charts every year of the you know percentile of every player in the draft mm-hmm. and i think he was in the 98th percentile in everything but 40 time and and yeah. and 10-yard sprint. So, which, you know, lineman. But it, it's, it's when you get someone that, that has that many tools just, like, naturally given to them, if you can – if they have the want to, then, you know, maybe you have, you have a tackle if and when – Wills moves on or if and when Conklin moves on stuff like that like this this kid seems to have all of the god-given abilities you know it's just that if the headspace thing is is what truly knocked him from a first round talent to a fourth round pick then you know you got to have faith in the Browns culture to kind of get him to that point. Right. Yeah. And, um, uh, I, yeah, it's, uh, the skill set is there. Like the talent is there. He was supposed to most, most mocks and, and big boards that I saw were second, second round. Yeah. Early. Third. I mean, it's hard to overlook yeah. that much when you're, when you're that size and can move, it's hard to overlook it. Right. But right. Obviously there's something yeah. there. Right, and I believe I, I think it's Pro Football Focus. I think he had the best grade in passing uh, in FBS. I don't think he gave up a sack this year, which is an impressive feat for a guy that size, especially a guy in the Big Ten um, where they have they have good edge rushers. Yeah, he right. he played yeah. against Iowa and he played against um, Michigan and Penn State, who all I, I don't know I'm, Penn State. Might not have been the best example, but Iowa, I think, had a bunch of guys drafted. And Michigan, obviously, had a yeah. bunch of guys drafted. So, 
Like these are, yeah. and, and they played against Georgia, who obviously everyone gets drafted. So. Right. <laughs> that might have been the biggest one. Like the Wait, no, yeah. everyone gets drafted specifically and only by the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. <laughs> but, and then they traded for a, a Georgia guy yeah. in uh, in uh, Swift. So yeah, um, yeah, he he was tested this year and he and he played well. So it's sort of like you just want to. You want to give him a chance with uh, with uh, Bill Callahan, and we'll see. Yeah, that was at. a that was a let Bill Callahan cook kind of pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's this guy with everything you want. <laughs> just just get his head straight, and we'll see where he's yeah. at. Um, let him talk to Joel Petonio yeah. for like a week. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so it's it's another insurance policy too, um, based on the two injury prone people that are starting for this team at tackle. Um, I don't think it's a it's a indictment on either of them in terms of just their playing level. People were saying, "Oh, is this are they going to turn down Jed's Jed's option?" Like, no, it's that's I don't think you take a guy in the what what was that fourth round? Yeah, no. Uh, to be like, th- yeah, this isn't this isn't another, competition for for Jedrick right. Wills right now. This is right. It's just another body that could be something in the this future. This is insurance um, because both of your tackles have been very hurt in the last couple of years. Yes, yes. So now they have four guys there that can that you can hopefully have um, that are playable. Um, so that's that's where I'm at with Dewan. Um, next pick uh, was my favorite pick. <laughs> uh, he was one of my favorite guys coming. Yeah, in when I draft. when I saw that pick when I was driving home today, I was like, oh, that that uh that was a guy you talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Isaiah McGuire from Missouri, um, edge rusher. Um, he is he looks it <laughs> like if you if you built a guy if built an edge rusher, he looks the part. Um, He's got great power, and he, and he shows some nice bend in, on the on the edges. Um, so, to get him here in the fourth round is I I was very excited about it. Um, yeah, I think he he can definitely play right away uh, in in terms of a rotational guy um, because he's he's ready to go right now as a run defender. So, another another aid to that uh, very very porous run defense last year. So. Yeah. Um, what's your, what's your thoughts on Isaiah McGuire? I mean, it's, they're, they're checking all the boxes. Like as you go down this draft, this draft thing, they're not like they, to this point in the draft, they hadn't reached, they hadn't uh, like one of the most valuable picks in the draft was actually according to like some of those metrics was, uh, was Brown in the third or in the four early fourth, whatever that was. But it it's another guy that you know you get late that maybe should have gone 20 30 picks prior and he's a guy that should be able to help um it's 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 nice to see when the browns make picks that don't make you question your existence <laughs> or or question the existence of a, G, a functioning GM. Yes, <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> because we've we've been through way too many of that. <laughs> yeah, um, 
yeah, I'm I'm super high on McGuire. I think he can turn into a starter down the road. Um, that's how high I think he I have on him. Um, he just he's just a he's a great athlete too, um, which is a theme of this dra- of this uh, of this uh, draft for the Browns. Besides one uh, Siaki, who's gigantic, so yeah, he kind of he kind of weigh the odds there. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just another it's another a body in the edge rusher group. They they've added what two this off season in uh, Oboe and uh, now McGuire. Um, so we'll see. I I assume they'll probably be in the market still, maybe for a, a veteran. Um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I I, I really like the pick, and uh, I think he can contribute right away. Um, I really am that high on. Yeah, him. like um, he should be able to get. In, well, I mean, the rotation isn't deep, but the he should be able to get right. into the defensive, the edge rusher rotation pretty easily if he's if he comes into camp ready. Right. Yeah. Um, so right now they have uh, Oboe, they have McGuire, they also have uh, where are we at here. Uh, oh, uh, Miles Garrett, obviously. <laughs> Alex Wright, um, and then uh, Isaiah Thomas, yeah. who's, uh, who's who's developmental. Let's put it that way. Yes, right. He, he was always uh, so developmental. They got when you're drafted in the seventh round, you you're, you're a developmental guy, right? Yeah. So they have five guys. Um, I think they last year. I think they went with five. I think to start the year. Five or six, so it's depending on what you have in the interior too. Yeah, they kind of correspond. Um, that's the other nice thing about McGuire; he can actually move inside too because of how big and strong he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so another kind of aid there too. Yeah, um, six six so. four. I mean, two sixty eight is kind of a small for an inside guy, but like six four yeah. is like he's he, big frame. Yeah, six four and and really long arms uh, and really really strong. Um, so. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that can move in there and help out there. Yeah. Um, next pick uh, was I wouldn't say it was the I would say it's the most intriguing one. Yeah, no, I, I don't <laughs> I don't good. cite it as a bad pick. I cite it as kind of a no. Huh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was. What, what uh, are you guys, What fifth, are you guys doing here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the fifth pick uh, or the fifth round pick, first first of their fifth round picks. They uh they drafted Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, um, a lot of years start I think was it four years I think he played four years there, um, and he got better every year, um, and he really had his best year last year, which is what you want to see. Um, he's a experienced guy. He's going to be I believe twenty three, I think or is twenty three. Um, so he's a, he's an older guy, but, um, he's got the skill set <laughs> mirrored to, uh, Deshaun Watson. He is an athletic guy, dual threat quarterback, pretty good arm. Um, it's just his accuracy and kind of his, um, his vision on the fields he's kind of getting some trouble with, but, um, the skill set, just like, uh, Dewan Jones, the skill set is there. So. You kind of give it to uh, Stefanski and company to see if they can mold them into a, a workable backup. Um, what's your thoughts on uh, DTR? Um, I don't have any issues with the pick. Uh, it's 
like if there's any issues that I saw come out of Twitter in the last few hours about this draft, it was definitely that they didn't take a running back. They did sign one uh, in undrafted free agency just now, but um, reportedly, allegedly, but (laughs) this was probably the slot that it would have happened. Uh, There were some good guys on the board at that point. Mm -hmm. And, but I don't think this is a bad pick because I think, you know, good organizations try to find quarterbacks whenever they can in order to, uh, you know, bolster their own roster with quarterbacks that are cheap in a, in a, in a cheap in a relative sense. Because if this guy makes a team and he goes out and shows in camp and in preseason that he's far better than Josh Dobbs, his payroll number is much smaller than Josh Dobbs will be as a veteran. So it it's it's a kind of a, a shrewd roster move banking on, you know, pay potentially a rookie quarterback coming out. And if not, I mean all this kid has to do is be better than Kellen Mond to to hang around on the roster. Right. So it's not hard. No. <laughs> so I, I think when I when I saw the the clips of this kid right away, I was like, "Well, that he was taken specifically because he fits the same play style and mold of Sean Watson. Mm-hmm. He has he's very similarly sized. I think Watson might be a little taller. Um, they both have the ability to run. They both can. They're going to be able to run a similar offense." Because I did see some clips of Thompson Robinson running some read options, some RPO stuff in college. Like these are all concepts that won't be foreign to him coming in. So he'll have that ability to, you know, obviously he's not going to be Deshaun Watson, but the offense shouldn't drop off in terms of what they're able to run with him on the field. Right. Yeah. They would, yeah. There would obviously be a giant talent drop-off. Right, but, yes. yes. <laughs> but, like, yeah. they're not going to all of a sudden be like, oh, well, we can't run RPO anymore because this guy can't Right, run. exactly, yeah. They're pretty much similar to what like what we had to do last year. Like, we couldn't yeah. we couldn't really run the same offense with uh, Brissett and, and then Deshaun. So that was I, – I wonder if they kind of, oh, okay, maybe we should be doing this. I know – I know uh, Andrew Berry said they didn't look to get the same skill set, but I no. Don't know. <laughs> with Brissett, with Brissett, with, with the eleven game, what they thought was going to be six, and what ended up being an eleven game, they needed a guy who they could trust to go out there week after week and not get exposed after Ooh. two. Right. And Brissett uh, didn't get exposed because he was still he was almost as good in game eleven as he was in well his last game was the Bucks game. Yeah. It was like his best game of the year. Yeah. So, like, they needed a guy who could be a, that was a, a borderline starter in the league anyway, and that could bridge that gap. They didn't anticipate it being 11 games. And I think because it was 11 games, you ended up with an offense that wasn't used to running what suits Deshaun Watson. <laughs> how, many, how many times in the last six weeks did we say, if the receivers only knew how to run the scramble drill? Yes, three times. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
so yeah, that's that was uh, an intri- intriguing pick. I'll, we'll call it. Yeah, um, no means bad. That, no. That's more of a let, let's wait and see what happens kind of right. thing. Yes, definitely. <clears throat> uh, so for their last pick in the in the fifth round, which was just two picks later from DTR, um, they got uh, they got Greg Newsom's old teammate uh, Cameron Mitchell from Northwestern, a quarterback. Uh, I actually I think he took his number after. After uh, Greg Newsom left, which is funny, um, seeing <laughs> seeing him, but um, this is probably my second favorite pick um, because he for as late as they got him, yeah, for as late as they got him, they a lot of people were high on him, and like his the team needed a slot corner, and he's a guy that could do that, and obviously you, you probably aren't gonna play him in the slot as, as a rookie right away, but he has the future that could do that. And um, I, j- I just love that his, uh, that he could, uh, he could do that role. Um, he fills another need for the team. So um, I, I really like this pick. And I think in the, one of the big things was he, he was highly used in, in Northwestern on special teams. So that's going to be a great thing to play, get him on the field right away. So um, yeah. I, I love, I love that kind of, correlation too yeah and it like just honestly i'm sitting here reading the espn bio just as a as a reference point but it says that he he played well in press coverage so i wonder if that's an indication of what we're going to get this year out of the (laughs) cornerbacks when all we've like we have a bunch of guys that are good in man coverage and we haven't run it and we drafted a cornerback who is good in man coverage Boy, it's going to be nice not watching them sit back in zone. Get yeah. Picked, picked on five I, yards. Of them. Getting, getting beaten man can re, can result in worse Big plays. Point. Yeah. But you're Nothing. not going to, you're not going to get dinked and dunked down the field. Like we've seen for the last couple of years. That might be the more frustrating thing to watch. Yeah. Like one play you can like, okay, the guy just got beat, but like just getting consistently beaten down down the field on these five five yard passes like yeah be, being three being three yards away from receiver that runs a five yard stop yeah and like, with none of your corners and, really great at doing that coverage yeah like, i mean obviously they're, they're still going to run zone yeah but no no it doesn't feel like this defense it's not going to be it's not going to be 90% of their snaps yeah <laughs> like they did last year but yeah when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really liked it. I think he's going to be a great in the special teams um, because I know they lost a few guys who contributed on special teams last year, so um, it's good to kind of get another guy on there. Um, and that's how you get on the field as a rookie. You get on special teams early, and, and you kind of show what you got there. Um, yep. So that's good. Um, and then the last pick, uh, well, we didn't think it was going to be the last pick, but we'll get to that in a second. Um the last uh, last pick was in the sixth round, uh, Luke Whipple uh, from Ohio State. So they went 
two Ohio State kids, which was I believe it was the first time since 1965 they took two Ohio State kids, which is funny. Um, Back when nationwide scouting wasn't really a thing. Right, yes. Yeah, they probably just, oh, this guy looks good down there. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's a center at Ohio State. Um, they uh, A lot of people are calling him a smart guy. He, he's not, like, overly, like, athletically gifted, but he's a guy that's just produced. Um, they showed clips on ESPN uh, where he did well against Jalen Carter, who was most people's top top defender or close to the top defender in the country. So yeah, um, it, it's nice to see that. So there's another body in the center position. There's quite a few. <laughs> uh, we got obviously Ethan Postich. We, we re-signed um, Nick Harris. I, I, do, I do wonder what this means for the center position as a whole right now. Right. Yeah. Because you don't because, usually run with three. Yeah, I, 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 and also I also forgot about Dawson Deaton. They they drafted last year, so yeah, like there's three guys there that they had already. Um, three relatively young guys. Ethan is a little bit older, obviously, but yeah, it's going to be interesting how this plays out. I know Nick Harris is a free agent after this year, so this could be yeah. just insurance to kind of move on from him, but. Dawson Deaton, I know he tore his ACL, I think it was, uh, in the preseason, or actually I think it was training camp. Um, so we don't know what his level is, but I wonder, I do wonder, because they're a little bit um, short as the interior guard, so I wonder if they're going to try to move one of them. Um, I don't think Whipple will be, because I don't, people have kept saying that he's not very positional, versatile right now. Um, yeah. So maybe it's Dawson Deaton, who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm definitely that's going to be a training camp watch there. Let's see what the heck happens at that uh, center position. Yeah, it definitely has the feel of you know maybe this the the Ohio kid might be under undersized as a guard, um, but you know you 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 draft these guys to be centers, and a lot of times they could also be guards and. We, I think we, that was one of the things we talked about in last week was you know maybe getting more de- just depth at the offensive line because they mm-hmm. were they were so injured last year. Teller has proved not to be super durable. Um, obviously, I don't think this kid is going to replace Wyatt Teller. No, but having <laughs> bodies having bodies behind him isn't always a bad thing, right? Also, it doesn't force you to put. Um, Michael didn't Michael Dunn go in there as center once, or they they put somebody in there that did not did not uh, normally throw, play throw hold. Throw yes, hold. yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's just a once again, it's another body. The so if anybody after this draft should feel a little bit uneasy on the roster, I would say it's Nick Harris. <laughs> um, not a great sign because. He's a free agent after this year, and he really hasn't, when he's played, what, two games, I think? One each year, and then he lost all last year. Yeah. Um, so I would just look into that, and it's going to be intriguing to see if they move. If anybody can kind of transform a guy into another position, it would be Bill Callahan. So um, I wonder if Dawson Deaton or, or – I, I doubt it'd be Whipler, but um, if anybody wants to kind of move over to the guard to see if they can 
perform there. That would be uh, uh, kind of <laughs> move, nice move to <laughs> play guard, or you might not make the team. Right, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's basically what's going to happen. Um, yeah, there's a lot of competition down there. So, um, yeah, to finish up the draft, the Browns then traded their seventh round pick uh, to Baltimore, which is always funny. <laughs> uh, Craig in our Discord brought it up. They actually traded with Sashi Brown. So, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but uh, they, the Browns then uh, traded them to Baltimore and they, and they received a 2024 sixth round pick. So they got a value pick on that one. This is, this, is, this is one of my favorite things to do in franchise mode in Madden. <laughs> Trade for next year. A <laughs> if, if, you, if you don't have a guy you want in, this, in a particular round, see if anyone is offering you a pick from the round, a round higher yeah. next year. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you got a, you got a sixth for a seventh. Yes. Yeah. So not um, a bad, not, I mean, obviously much better value. Right. Yeah. I was looking, um, um, next year's picks. Now they have a, they don't have a first. It'll be the last year. They don't have a first barring some other trade, uh, I guess, but, um, they have a second, a third, um, and then they don't have a fourth, but then they had two fifths, I think three, six and a seventh or something like that. So they got a lot of picks next year too, but they're a little bit back heavy. Um, again, again, again. Um, yeah. So, uh, at least they have a second round of this year. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, that was the draft this year. I, overall, I, I liked it. Um, Let's go over our kind of favorite picks. My favorite pick, as I said from the start, Isaiah McGuire. I think he can contribute right away and, and be a starter down the road. Um, I, I just love the pick, and he was a favorite coming into the draft, and getting him in the fourth round was uh, just a favorite of mine. So uh, did you have any uh, your favorite pick or anything like that? Uh, for, the sake of, for the sake of being not, a, not being a parrot to you, uh, I'm going to say uh, Dewan Jones. Um, am I saying his name right? I don't want to be stupid here. Yeah, Dewan Jones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're talking about a guy that ESPN has ranked as the eighth best offensive tackle in the draft. He had a draft grade of 81 and an overall rank of 57. Yeah, and you got him at what? What, what is four nine? I don't even know what four nine would be. I think it was one eleven. Yeah. Like uh, Warren Sharp, Warren Sharp had him rated as one of the highest values in the draft. Uh, they got him at one eleven. He was expected to go forty. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's always funny when when they come out of like it. It never pops up during it, but then when someone falls, you start hearing why they're falling, which is. Interesting, because you, you always they're always projected to go forty or whatever, and then then you see them fall and like oh then there's rumors of character issues like that didn't come out prior to that. But um, agents agents doing the Lord's work, yes, hiding <laughs> hiding it. Yes, that is a very good point. That's what they're there for. <laughs> yeah, hide Actually, your works. In in round four, according to this chart that he has, the the Browns had two of the top 10 uh, most valuable picks in Jones and Maguire. Maguire was expected 103 and went 126. So, you know, they got value late, which is 
when you only have late, you got to get value. Right. Yeah. Uh, the only time they showed up on the overdrafted board was uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who he expected to go 167, and they drafted him at 140. But it's just not that <laughs> What is it, a half a round? <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's so pretty like, impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not the, the Bills, uh, Justin Shorter, who I think is a receiver. They, they drafted, a, this is the fifth round, same round as Thompson Robinson. They drafted a guy, 150, who this, this metric expected to go 272. So <laughs> outside the <of> draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Patriots, the Patriots, I think, had the, uh, they had the lowest overall ranked pick. Uh, they had, Chad Ryland went to the Patriots 112 and he was expected 303. Yeah, they they always have it was last they, year they, they, took, they always have one. Yeah, because I think it was last year they took a guard that wasn't I think it was like a fifth or sixth rounder in the first round. Yeah, yeah it's they always make uh what are you doing there, Bill? <laughs> Is your dog um, drafting again? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um yeah, so I overall I like that they they really addressed beside which kind of leads me into this uh, the the position that you kind of were a little not a, not concerned or so, I would say the position that you're surprised they didn't address mine is running back um, I really thought they would come into the in this draft because it was a it was a really really deep running back class because. As you as you were talking about the, in the fifth round, there were guys that are that were very intriguing. So I was a little bit surprised um, that they didn't get a running back. Uh, any any position that you were a little bit surprised on, they didn't hit on. Um, I mean, running back is definitely one of them. I I know that I kind of wanted them to take a linebacker late, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I don't think this. Unless someone falls like Arusa uh, Kormora did, or there's just someone can't miss, I don't think this this front office is necessarily going to value linebackers in that way. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not surprised. I'm a, like on a scale of one to ten, I'm about a two disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh. yeah, could have been done. I'm not surprised. Safety was another one a little bit because they yeah. have two 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 really good starters and then a rookie and or a second year guy and not much else. Yeah. So that was a bit surprising. Um, yeah, obviously now, they're not they're not going to go with three safety look anymore with under Schwartz, so it's not as big of a deal. But I just thought that was maybe a place they would go with a deaf pick there. Yeah, I mean based on. You know, sources and rumors, they have brought in two safeties now and undrafted. Uh, they have nine guys signed as undrafted free agents, allegedly. <laughs> it's and amazing how fast they signed. And, and eight of them are on defense. <laughs> so they're obviously, like, it looks like they're really trying to push competition yep. on the defense, get the best out of the guys that are at the top right now. Yep. Um, they have given away 375 thousand dollars in guarantees already for these guys um muhammad diabade from utah got two hundred fifty thousand dollars guaranteed as an undrafted free agent so 
<laughs> there was obviously a bidding war for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. it. We won't obviously we won't know a lot about a lot of these guys until. Hell, we'll see a lot of them in Canton in a few in two, in three months. <laughs> That's true. God, I keep forgetting about that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're I mean, gonna see all of them. <laughs> yeah, because because we are sure not gonna see any starters. Hell no. They, they used for, to play starters in that game. Now they for, do not. <laughs> I mean, obviously for two reasons. One, this is an extra preseason game that no one wants to play in, and the NFLPA yeah. would have a shit fit if like. <laughs> important players went out there. Right. And two, we play the team in the regular season that we're playing in the Hall of Fame game. So nice. another good point. They're not going to show anything. They may even run a foreign offense. And and three, uh Stefanski is not a guy that plays starters that much in the preseason anyway. No, so. no. No. <laughs> so, they're like yeah. I would really. not be surprised if they came out and ran the wishbone. That would be that would be hilarious. Uh, that's are, we gonna run this, are we going to run this this season, guys? I don't know. <laughs> that's going to be DTR's coming out party. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the it'll be the ultimate DTR versus Kellen Mond face off. <laughs> the guy who beats the the Jets fourth stringers worse is going to get the job. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's I. I keep forgetting that they're in that, but. Uh, yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the class? Uh, overall, I, I really liked it. Um, I thought yeah. they addressed most of their needs um, that we kind of talked about uh, before the draft. Um, and they didn't have, they didn't obviously have the top picks, but they got some value at, at the, at the spots that they actually did pick. So I, no. I, I'm liking what there's, what they did today. Yeah. And when the, met, when, when, when the analytics, you know, metrics and, all those things that Browns fans love to hear about have you as the fifth best draft value wise. And you didn't pick until pick 72. That is very good. You're doing something right with how you're picking. Like, yeah, it's that's kind of what you need when you're, when you're picking later in the draft, you need to make sure that you're getting guys of value that can actually help you. Um, Because obviously there's been drafts in the past that, you just kind of throw things at the wall and hope they hope they stick in the late rounds. Um, and and this and this front office has been guilty of that too. I mean, Anthony Anthony Schwartz. Mm-hmm. It's another example. Like the these late round guys, you don't you don't want to bank on them to build your franchise around, but it certainly helps when they don't suck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and just look at Kansas City last year. They uh, their whole secondary was pretty much rookies. Uh, or at least their cornerback position was built on the rookies. Um, so if you can, if if one or a few of your kind of middle round to late round guys can hit, uh, that is just a, a huge boost to your team. <laughs> like it's it's monumental how how big that is to kind of get a guy out of out of nowhere, basically, to uh, kind of help your team um, yeah. move forward. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was kind of surprising was, almost surprising, was Andrew Barry almost did not make a trade. That was shocking to me. 
So I was like going into seven, and I was like, "We're actually gonna make eight freaking picks tonight." Yeah, that was yeah, that was something that did surprise. Like we we talked about it pretty repeatedly that they weren't yeah. gonna make all those picks, and in the end they didn't. But right, it was oh boy, oh boy, it was. I, I think we were like maybe I think we were three picks away before before they traded it. I was like, "Damn, man, we were." We almost did not have an annuary draft day trade, so um, and it, and it ended up being a pretty good trade. Like, yeah, definitely, you, you get the value of getting someone. You get the value of turning a seventh round pick into a sixth round pick. Yeah, sure, it's next year, but like, if there's no one on the board that you're absolutely desperate to have in the seventh round, which why not pull that not. trigger? <laughs> yeah, like. Right. There's very rarely someone in the seventh round that you're like, oh my god, I have to draft this guy. Yeah. Like, th- there's obviously situations where you're like, okay, well, we don't want this guy to get to the free agent market because he'll probably go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But if we can get our hands on him on the draft on draft night, then we're gonna do it. Yep. Yeah. And the, they clearly didn't have anyone that they valued in that way, and they they went out and they've given some money to undrafted free agents and. They've already signed nine, so yeah, they're obviously pretty persuasive. <laughs> but um, okay, so one one last topic I was just thinking of. Um, so we're go- coming out of this draft now. Um, is there? Would you do you think if you had to pick a position where they kind of hit with another veteran? What what position do you think they're gonna they're gonna target? Safety. Um, to, safety. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll bring someone. I like not to not to beat down the linebacker train again, but I wouldn't be surprised if they brought down a safety or a linebacker. Um, I think they pretty much have all they want, receiver and tight end wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of uh, getting more experience on the defense, which is where you lost a majority of your games last year when you, especially early in the season. Hmm. That Jets game is going to haunt me forever, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just going to live in my nightmares. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That was worst worst game experience I've ever been at a Browns game. And that is saying so much. So Uh, Were you at at kick six? Uh, No, I was not, luckily, but that was I mean, probably. I mean, kick six was, was funny though. Close. Like that one was funny. Yeah, because they were <laughs> they were already they bad. Were like yeah, <laughs> they were shitty, and yeah, that was a, that was just like oh, <laughs> this is one of the more brownsy things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but you weren't like oh god, what the like? But it was like early last season. the The team was what one and zero. They feeling good. They were one and one. That was week three. They lost week one. Was it week three? They no. Oh yeah, no, no oh, they, yeah. They beat Carolina. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, it was, week, it was week three. Yeah, it was the home. I think it was the home opener, and you're feeling good. But I was walking out, man. This team is freaking two and zero. Oh. When's the freaking last time that's happened? And I get down the elevator, and they get the onside kick. I'm like, what the hell is going? Damn it! On? I can't leave now. Uh, <laughs> right. I literally had to watch the game from the hallway. Which was so bad, but um, yeah, that was a bad experience. But last year's last year, we're, we're over that. Um, so 
Uh, getting back to my uh, question, uh, I would go with. I think they're. I really think they're going to go with another defense lineman. It could be an edge rusher or a interior guy. I'm not quite sure, um, but I, I think they. They. It just seems like the trend this offseason. They just want to get as many bodies in there as possible to kind of fight it out and be competitive down there. So I would say a defense lineman will be their uh, veteran add before the season, but. Um, just looking on the roster, there's just not a lot of holes anymore, uh, which is a good sign. Um, offense looks pretty tight. Uh, the offensive line and running back are probably your biggest need areas, and they're both just death area death uh, issues. Yeah. Um, and then on defense, interior defense line is probably your biggest need. Um, and then other every other place is just death issues too. Yeah. So. Um, it's a good, it's kind of a good spot they're in. Um, it hasn't like last year coming in, there's been glaring, there's glaring needs in the interior where there's just no starter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good spot they're in, but, uh, before we get out of here, any, uh, final thoughts on the draft or anything Browns related? Uh, no, no, uh, it, yeah. it, it's it, like when you're sitting watching the draft in real time, you get to see the, the the uh the reactions on twitter live and all that's all the developments live as they happen when you're coming back to the draft after the fact and you've missed the context of it the draft is like it's really weird to kind of dig into that's a good point yeah like you don't know who's who was kind of left yeah like i I don't know how to feel about a pick like door like dtr because like who did they pass on? Who went right before it? Right. What was the discussion yeah. in, about it when the pick was announced? Like you lose all that context that you usually get in the draft in the in watching the draft. So it's just kind of a Good it's point. a weird it's kind of a weird thing yeah. to come back to. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, now they uh, there's going to be uh, rookie camp. Uh, it's usually about a week or so later. Um, and then you get some more OTAs and then you'll somehow get to training camp. And uh, I think we get schedule release sometimes, don't we? Yes. Yes. That will probably be our next, uh, podcast. Um, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to schedule game in May. Schedule game that shit out of there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> a May tradition, the 12 and five Browns. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it is the definitely annual tradition. So, um, yeah, they didn't really. They kept promoting it. It very annoys me. This is the NFL for you, but on the NFL Network, they kept saying, "Oh, the schedule release," and it just says "coming soon." I'm like, you couldn't give us a date yet. Like, I love how they just do it willy nilly. Okay, it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> like it always. They always like release the date like a week before yeah like um, i'm I'm amazed it doesn't get uh, leaked like sometimes you get certain games leaked and yeah but the entire thing rarely gets leaked that is very true yeah you always get like these like we even like there was a couple years ago we we had the entire women's basketball tournament leaked and the nfl schedule (laughs) never gets leaked like (laughs) yeah yeah it is funny they they lock that down very, very tight. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Nintendo couldn't yeah. even keep the new Zelda game under wraps until its release day. And the NFL. 
keeps their <laughs> keeps their their shit together until yeah. until seven p.m. on X day. Yeah, yeah. So um, that should be. I think it's usually. Usually, it's, I think it's usually middle of May. It, there was right? the one year middle it was the end of May, and everyone hated it. Just like yeah. the, the one, I think was that the COVID year? Or I, it, it, COVID I think it was or? the year that they moved the draft to like the second week in May, and oh, everyone hated it. God, that was God, that was terrible. I remember like, that. What, that was absolutely. What are we even doing here? Ever. Right, that the like the pre-draft process was so long, and oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah, that was a bad they quickly changed course. Like, oh like, crap, hey, we, we screwed this up. <laughs> like it's really hard to screw up the draft, but we kind of did there. <laughs> we managed um, to mess this up. Yes. Well, I think it wasn't it by it was like on Mother's Day or something. Yeah, it was I think a bizarre. It was. Like it was it was so late, yeah. So um yeah, so we'll be back uh, around whatever Either the day, day of or day after the schedule release. Yeah, um, depends on when it is. If it if it drops at like ten a.m., maybe we can do a night thing. If it doesn't, if they try to make a, it usually it's like I think it's usually yeah. Like if they try to make a primetime show up, I mean theoretically we could be live. We could do do, <laughs> we it, do live. it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> Damn it, we're doing it live. <laughs> so look for that. Um, and, and and obviously, if any other anything else breaks, we'll be on. Um, God willing, hopefully nothing ever, nothing breaks during the off season because that's usually not a good thing. Typically not, no. Um, typically not. So, yeah, we'll be back then. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, this is the WFMY Browns Cast uh, post draft uh, recap, um, and uh, we'll be back uh, later in the month. So, uh, thanks for joining us, and go Browns. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.